Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. I'm Laurie Handlers, and you are listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness, and of course, about my sex and my happiness. This show grows me like it grows you. And I thank you for being my loyal and wonderful listeners. I love when I travel around the world and people say, I've been listening to your podcast. That always feels great. So today we have a wonderful topic, but first let me tell you who I'm speaking with, and then, you know, you'll have to wait for a second. You'll have to wait for it to hear what we're talking about. So today, I first of all, I'm inter- I'm interviewing Heather Montgomery. She's a sex tech entrepreneur. We're going to find out what that means. And she's the founder and CEO of Please Me, an affinity portal for pleasure and sexual wellness. So we're going to find out what all of that is. And as well as Heather and I are going to be talking about a subject that I've never talked about before on this show, and that's anonymity in exploring sexuality, like what it means to be able to be anonymous and explore your sexuality, which I know lots of people do, but I never talked about this as a subject. So Heather, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and honored to be interviewed by you with your illustrious career and amazing things that you've done in the world. So thank you so much. Thank you for saying it's sweet. It occurs to me like just breathing, you know. (laughs) You know, it's because of people like you that I'm able to do what I do because you paved the way. Mm -hmm. You know, this industry has been uh, the most challenging of any I've ever been in, in many, many different ways. And so I, I understand and realize how 20 years ago, it might have been 10 times as rough, right? And so thank oh, you. Absolutely. Thank you for even acknowledging that. I mean, I couldn't even, I could never sit at a party or at a bar and tell people what I did because they wouldn't get it. No. You know, like I'd go, what, they'd say, what do you do? And I'd say, I teach a kind of yoga. Mm-hmm. And they'd say like, what? Well, I, I do downward dog and you know warrior <laughs> pose and whatever, and I go not that. <laughs> and they would go, you know, then what? And I'd say, it's about sex. And they go, <laughs> like the big question marks would go on their face, you know. And then yeah. I'd say, have you heard of Sting? You know, he says he makes love to his wife for ten hours, wow. and they go, ah, oh, that. You know, I never heard that. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. found respect for Sting. <laughs> that was the biggest thing. When Tantra first became oh, wow. famous in the West, yeah. the only person anyone had ever heard of who made reference to it was Sting. Yeah. And who didn't love Sting? Everyone loved Sting. But later, yeah. Sting retracted that story, I think. So I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. But he yeah. said he made love to Trudy for 10 hours. and And if people heard that, they were like they filed it somewhere mm-hmm. and then they would later try to recall who was that that said that again and what kind of a freak is he or whatever you know <laughs> they mentioned it also in american pie too 
Oh, okay. It was mentioned. Something about Tantra was mentioned in American Pie too. And so that was, and then Meet the Fockers came. Yes. And so Barbara. people would say, what do you do? And I'd say, did you see Meet the Fockers? They'd go, yeah. I'd say, I'm Barbara Streisand. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. What a great way to explain it because people get it. They love that movie. It was a cult yeah. classic. Yeah, that was it. That was what uh, ended up explaining it. Anyway, so yeah, I was part of the groundbreaking. I call myself a general in the sexual revolution. I love it. And we call <laughs> ourselves the digital sexual revolution. Please. Yeah. So, so you I can wanna... be my general any day. <laughs> <laughs> great. That's Yay. great. And I'll be yours, I should say. Yeah. Wonderful. We'll well, we'll be co-generals. We'll be there we'll go. go into some generals or admirals club together. Absolutely. Smoke cigars and drink yeah. martini. I'm putting that on the mission statement. <laughs> Create an admirals club. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Women of sex tech. Yeah, we do. Sexual revolution. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit before we get to the actual subject of like being anonymous, anonymity, and then that tongue tie, anonymity and exploring sexuality. What is a, well, I guess you're going to tell because it's a bit, because you said digital sex tech entrepreneur. What does being a sex tech entrepreneur mean? Because that's a big tongue tie. Yeah, it means that you must be crazy. <laughs> I have the bell for that. I, 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 think, I think I need to have my head examined. That's what I mean. No. I mean, today, technology obviously has changed the way we do many, many things like rent a hotel room, get a cab, have an alarm on our phone versus a alarm next to our bed, a camera and a phone. I mean, now we do everything from one device and that's technology in consumer goods. So sex tech is a little more specific to using technology to solve sex issues, problems, op, you know, obstacles to healthcare, to education, to wearables, to better understand what's happening for people. Um, so any technology that's designed specifically to support sexual health and wellness is considered sex tech. And I say I must be crazy because women in tech, femtech, is already a, a tough go because you're in you know a world where there was historically a lot of men engineers technology yeah. and being right. at the head and the lead of that. So now women were coming into the space. And so femtech um, came about and products that specifically solve problems for women. And then you add a, a more specified layer to that, and that would be sex tech, where it's handling that for sexuality, and not just for women, but for women, for everyone, um, any gender, any um, identity, really, um, that is going to improve their sex life or their wellness. Awesome. Can I just tell you right now, I'm falling madly in love with you. Oh. <laughs> and um, I, I see, I... I'm just saying this so that the world heard it. Anyone who hears it, they know that I'm good for my word. Um, I have, I probably have some platforms that I get invited to that mm -hmm. I'd like to co-present with you. I'll be happy to. I just got goosebumps. So that's a great idea. And I'm so honored. And that's so nice of you. <laughs> I just Yay. like, so just so you know, I do, I, this is so crazy, but I have to put this in here so that, that people who hear me on a regular basis hear me say this to you yeah most of my listeners know that i'm a radical life extensionist or mm -hmm. other people call us immortalists yeah 
And I am into, I have made pre presentations on stages of a thousand, you know, where I talk to a thousand people on the benefits of sex for your health and how sex magic could increase your life. Mm -hmm. And the last time I presented this, and I've also presented it digitally in festivals online, I introduced virtual sex, robotic sex, mm -hmm. and the Cadillac, not the Cadillac, the Lamborghini of vibrators, Sibian, mm -hmm. to people who would never have heard about things like this and said, this is um, the future of sexuality and it's also going to solve some problems, even though you, it might frighten you. Right. And um, this is, um, what do they call it? Oh, transhumanism. You know, there's a whole field in, in the field of life extension, which is transhumanism, which is Ray Kurzweil. And it's yeah. about, you know, humans and, and uh, AI and robotics meeting up and teaming up to live longer lives. Yeah. And sexuality is a huge part of that. And no one is talking about that. Well, no educator like me. Yeah. Is talking about that. They're all still talking about, you know, manual stimulation and, right. you know, whether you watch porn or not. But I know that if, if you are what you say you are, a sex tech entrepreneur, you know more about this subject than I do. And so I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm so excited to, to thank you, Martha. Yeah. I want to tell I want to tell people we met through Martha Lee, yeah. Dr. Martha Lee, who is um, who was a was my apprentice and who's been on the show a couple times. Amazing uh, lady. Yeah. 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 Wonderful human being. So uh, that I know I diverted us. And no, and I think it's a it's an appropriate topic. And I, I think that's really part of what you said. I I came from the health and wellness and the life extension, particularly background. So genetics and cellular therapies and all kinds of things. So my background is I'm most commonly mistaken for a doctor when they hear me talk, you know, because I used to train physicians. Um, and so I have a really good working knowledge about what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I really just shifted my focus to instead of primary care, heart disease, diabetes, I was like, you know what, it was really lacking sexual health and wellness education in a manner that we feel safe and comfortable and can get reliable sources and not, you know, it's where do you find those resources? Okay, Google searches only were getting me so far and certain platforms I didn't really feel comfortable jumping on yet because I was, believe it or not, the most Midwestern, don't talk about it, didn't have an orgasm for many, many years, didn't masturbate till I was over 35. You know, like I had my reasons for creating this tool and this resource. And the number one reason was me. <laughs> you know, I needed it. Like, I love you more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if I need this, there must be millions and millions of other women that do too. Because I would hear my girlfriends talk about their problems to a certain degree. I'm sure there were things they left out that they weren't comfortable talking about with other people or with, you know, somebody who wasn't a physician or an expert. And that's okay. Um, and so, yeah, it was just really... I felt time to understand how to utilize technology to support our lives. And that, that you spoke about the, the robots and, and the newer technology that's coming out for long distance sex or virtual sex is going to have an impact as everything does. 
Yes. And you, you can be afraid of it or you can learn about it and you can study it and you can find how to benefit from it. Um, and so that's really what we wanted to be able to do is bring all the thought leaders and the brands and the educators and the innovators together in one place where sexuality isn't censored and where we're not in a community with 13 year olds or my mother and my son and my neighbor where I'm not gonna feel comfortable talking about those things anyway, right? For the aforementioned reasons. So yeah. that was really what it was all about for me. And ironically, even though I really wanted a place that was anonymous and credible, I've now had to learn how to express publicly <laughs> how I feel about, you know, like it's just so ironic, yeah. right? But, but that's what I had the platform and the time to do the research, to explore, to come to my understanding of my core values and what I want to create, what I choose to believe, what I decide to explore next. And then when I'm ready to talk about it, I talk about it. Like Tantra is my next frontier of sexuality. I haven't gotten there yet. I started with a little BDSM. I started with, you know, understanding my core values and getting over some of the shame and guilt. And so everybody's journey is a little bit different, but I'm so excited to learn about Tantra, but I can't tell the audience how wonderful it is because I really haven't experienced it yet. Right. I, like on the side, I have such a deal for you, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Great. That's so I exciting. Love it. That yeah. is, I mean, that is so exciting because you're in it and you came diff in a different direction, but you're coming to the same you are coming to the same place. And then because you'll learn mm -hmm. about the platform that I entered through, you'll take that and make it better through yeah. what you're doing. So I, that is like, to me, that's magic music to my ears. It's and wonderful. We, ha we have a world on Please Me that's all Tantra Kama Sutra, you know, focused. It's and, just, you know, I, have, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on my journey, my stops have been here, there, and I, you know, work a lot and I'm a single mom. So I have a certain amount of time and I've been yeah. exploring for just over two years now. So you have your, your integration period as you learn things and um, exploration and boundaries in those areas. And then you're like, okay, I like that. That's part of my tool shed. Now let's look at something else that I think is really interesting. And yeah. I want to have that strong emotional and full body orgasm and just really, you know, uh, embrace it. And I think for me, that journey was perfect to prepare me because I'll be all the more able to really dive in and enjoy because I'm already comfortable yeah. now. Yeah. With my body with my, you know, how I orgasm and what I need. And so there's, there was a lot of learnings that came before, which I think will make that even more special when I get there. What I want to um, underline and something that you said, it's like you said it, but you didn't quite say it all the way, which is because you took this position, you had to, you were forced in your own way to confront your own fears about coming out in public mm -hmm. as who you are, as opposed to who you were brought up to be. Yeah, exactly. And I, that is like, um, I, I think everyone in this field like, I don't know anyone in this field who didn't have to confront that. And then was surprised by us hearing yourself saying something coming out of your mouth going like, who's saying that? <laughs> that I would never talk about orgasm. I would never talk about uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. this thing. Um, 
and then you because you're now a spokesperson basically you find yourself saying it and then going well that was interesting i, I yeah. think i need a drink <laughs> you know like it's just like i never thought i'd be saying that in front of people never so i get Honestly. it completely yeah. and yeah. when you were saying it it's like i was just like looking at your face and going like yeah oh do i know <laughs> yeah i mean you must hear it all the time people that are coming into their own sexually right yeah and why do you want to talk about a subject you feel inadequate in too right so when you feel like you have some inadequacies the last thing you want to do is go talk about it in front of everybody but now I'm feeling more empowered with my sexuality rather than having those feelings of inadequacy so it became easier due to that confidence beautiful if that makes sense as well and that that progression yeah so let's look at um, let's look at uh, uh, the Please Me Affinity Portal, yeah. and what it and and obviously it's for pleasure and sexual wellness, but it's got to have something to do with anonymity. It does. So, yeah, my guess is that it's it's um, people can sign on and be who they want to be without anyone else in their life. No, if I'm guessing without anyone else in their life, knowing I did this, it's kind of like they can go to porn and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's, but it feels to me like you're talking about a different array of, of interests and things. Yeah. So they have a screen name and an avatar and we don't collect their private data. We don't ask their name where they live. We don't use geotargeting. We don't, you know, interface with Facebook or Google can't search our site. So there's ways that that identity is protected. And obviously we want a place that's still safe with the anonymity to freely talk honestly and openly about your questions. So we built in higher permissions for the channels and brands, meaning there's more content that they can upload versus user-generated content as, as a non-public-facing you know, public facing member. Um, and then they can obviously still have ways to interact and they can chat. And, and we have, of course, reporting tools and certain tools that block and scan for known offenses like child pornography and human trafficking and you can report abuse you can be just a voyeur you can be in voyeur mode which means you can surf around and see everything but nobody sees you meaning you're they don't they can't make friends with you they don't see your post they can't get in you know into your feed you're just using it they can't say come here often you know right right yeah they're kind of stuck with um you know where and they wouldn't know you're there anyway but what i mean is some people are like I don't want to talk to somebody and answer questions. I'm just here to look like somebody says, Oh, I want to be your friend. They don't want to reject people. And you know, so it's fine. You can use it either way to connect with the community of like-minded individuals. And by that, I mean, we take an analysis when we set you up on your account, kind of like the Harry Potter sorting hat, Gryffindor, you know, hop and puff. Um, so that you can answer a bunch of questions about your sexual preferences in bed, regardless of gender, regardless of relationship style, um, regardless of preference, you know, uh, of of the gender Mm -hmm. or relationship style. And Mm -hmm. based on that, we we divided the world of sexuality into seven different parts. Because one of the issues I had when I started to explore was I didn't feel like I was vanilla and I didn't feel like I was kink. I really just didn't feel like I had a home. Um, 
largely because I didn't understand fetish or kink and where was the difference between kinky and non-kinky and I'm not boring quote unquote you know like I felt like people throw that term around to and they're like I'm boring no I'm not boring and not that it is boring but I'm just saying they felt very labely to me yes yes that makes sense and so and I kind of felt like there was a really big jump to going from traditional bedroom doggy style missionary potentially some oral sex to extreme sadomasochism right and so there's there's just so much in between and I thought people might want to take baby steps into exploring those worlds and then because you're a sign so there's there's a sign for each world and a name and we named them after planets and stars in the galaxy so that people would be like what does that mean to be Alara what does that mean to be a Vega or you know what I mean? And not have that prejudgment of themselves. Oh, that's so nice. Going yeah. in and then just, well, let me just explore what, what this world has in it. And also if, if you are more conservative on the, on the sexual exploration side, you might not want to see content with extreme sadomasochism showing up in your feed, right? That might turn you off and be like, Ugh, I don't, I, you know, don't want to see that. And I'm not saying or it's you, bad. It's but you might also... But you also, I would say that most people have in some way been sexually traumatized in their life. Right. Now, you didn't have to be sexually violated to be sexually traumatized. Mm-hmm. You could be traumatized by something you saw. Mm-hmm. You could be traumatized by a story you heard. Yeah. You could be traumatized by um, a fantasy that you have that goes against your religion, that goes against your parents. that goes against, And so everybody has some of that trauma in their life. And if they're confronted with that without yeah. their consent consent exactly. is everything everything yeah, yeah that's that's our other big mission is really elevating the conversation about consent and what that means mm-hmm. you know we talked about me being willing now how i'm willing to come out and talk about my yeah. sexuality but if i start talking about the sex that i had with my partner last night and doing things that i'm comfortable talking about he might not on a public forum he might be like dude, you didn't ask me if you could tell people blah, 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 blah. And that's right. a violation of consent too, right? right? When it comes to your sexuality. So um, we, we feel that it's very important to understand consent and how mm-hmm. to discuss it and set it up properly and honor it, you know, not just in sex, really everywhere in our lives. Yeah. So, you know, it's important. Well, that is... Um... It's, it's, it's super exciting. I mean, it's just super exciting that you have that. So tell us a little bit about, so you gave us like the description of like the platform and do things, I mean, do you have things that are on this cutting edge too? I mean, is there stuff about robotics and talk like that? Yeah. Yeah. So brands and thought leaders come to us because they want to be a part of a sex positive platform. That's not censoring, right. Mm -hmm. Sexual content or education. And they want to be able to be their voice, be their brand, upload content. So of course, all of those, those high technology things require a good bit of education because people have never seen them or heard about them. And so they decide to have a public channel. So they put out videos and education and content and articles. And, you know, we have everything from the VR to uh, long distance teledildonics and 
um, AI with um, how smart devices can measure whether you're enjoying, I mean, you name it, it, it spans health and right. pleasure. Um, and so for sure, we have a, a whole channel dedicated to it called the science of sex. Um, wow. And then we have the art of sex, which is improving performance and the mating game, which is dating and relationships and sexy travel and hot events and between the sheets, which is, you know, industry news um, and uh, the naked truth, which is nonprofits doing good work in the space, you know, around trauma and healing and sexuality. I'm so, so excited. I want to be on there. Yay. You should. I just, I mean, I just, I have so much to say about every one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, th and that's the beautiful thing is if you're really interested in um, those things, you can follow those channels that post the mm. articles that we boost and introduce to people. And they go, oh, I like that. I'm really interested in learning more about AI. Let me follow that company, you know, or robotic sex. Let me follow that company. And then you see that in your feed. It's much like Facebook. So when Forbes did an article on us uh, last May, they, they compared us the, the, the delightfully erotic, but way less creepy Facebook. That's what they called us. And so um, it, it really is that way to get educational and community interactivity going. Mm -hmm. And then you can also have private chats with new sex positive friends that you met online or the thought leaders and the brands that you're following and interacting with their content. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. Aggregating. We aggregate, you know, everything and yeah. try to deliver it in a way that meets each individual's needs. That was really important to me because even though I know I said I built it for me, I wanted it to be a place for everyone. You know, mm -hmm. like I didn't want things to divide us. So please me a technology platform and we're Switzerland when it comes to politics and we built the platform so people with thought leadership and education and science can share their views you know what I mean yes uh, because that's not our area of expertise in every single one of these categories so we just really promote helpful educational um, supportive tools and we keep it focused on your sexual wellness and pleasure you know um, and then we let the activists and the thought leaders share the important things with their followers and fans that they think it's important to know with what's going so on. So good. So great. Yeah. So I have some like, uh, God, I could just probably talk to you all day, but we're not going to be able Aww. to do that this podcast. Um, and I have some, so I, I'm just, you know, I, I want to play geography with you and find out like who all is in there and who all do you yeah. still need to know? Sure. I mean, does I, like I, you know, I'm like a bank of, yeah, of connections, but that, that will come later. Um, what, oh, here's some, I want to know some statistics. I mean, you know, yeah. like about how many members do you, when did you get, you started two years ago? We started build. well, we started the company in December of 2017. We were okay. building out the, what they call as SRS um, and a BRD, which are technology planning documents. So mm -hmm. we had to tell the coders what to code. We've coded every line from scratch because of privacy and anonymity and safety. Um, so all of it was, was designed in house. Uh, we kept it in the United States uh, because we wanted it to be not a third party, but somebody working, you know, for the company. And that process took about four months. So right before we were about to start creating the actual platform, FOSTA-SESTA came out 
and that was in uh, April of 2018. And I must have got a four, four or five different calls. Said, "Well, now you can't do what you wanted to do." And I'm like, "What? What do you mean I can't do what I want to do? We can't just let sexual health and wellness get shut down from the internet. No, no, no. We can't do that." So we set about looking for ways to really ensure that safety from child trafficking and child pornography and sex crimes against humanity mm -hmm. um, in a manner that would really still support the healthy side, the good side, the wonderful side of sex and sexuality. So that took us about a year to build the entire platform, uh, which is what we call a minimum viable product, which means we launched it. We have more that we want to do to it but we wanted to get the basics out and get feedback from members and learn what people wanted and design it the way channels, brands, and, and members wanted to see things done. So um, for a year, we did that beta testing. We had the Forbes writer come in and then we started allowing channels to build. So we have over 400 channels already from brands and thought leaders all around the world actually. Um, and then we have 8,000 members to date that's what, that was my next question. Yeah, we're just about to, we, we did a what's called a controlled beta, meaning you only limit the amount of people that come in because you want to make sure you don't have bugs and you get the feedback and you get to make some tweaks yeah. and bells and whistles before you go out there. And then COVID-19 hit. We yeah. had to, like many other uh, companies, do some pivoting, like Sexy Travel and Hot Events was two channels that we were really going to, you know, enhance in that year and make tools that really help people log in and find what's going on for them, but nothing was going on with this cancellation. So we had to shift to some of those virtual and online plans that we had for later earlier. And, and so we continued to wait. And now we're just at the point where we're ready to really launch the marketing um, and open up the EU because we had those IP addresses blocked for technical reasons, GDPR certification and um, that kind of thing. So that's opening up in February, little sneak uh, that's actually not widely known. We're going to announce around February 14th that we're ready to yeah. welcome, welcome the love from the EU. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's where we've been yeah. and, and where we're at. And we're still this, like writing code every day. You know, we have a team that's constantly securing the data and writing code. And so we really do want to hear from you guys, uh, members and channels, what you want, because we'll, we'll build it. That, that's the goal is to make congratulations it to you it's like it's Thank kind of you. like you thought of everything and I'm I know there's going to be more you know that you think of and I had a couple ideas as you were talking yeah. but um I just I'm really excited about it really 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 excited about it congratulations good <laughs> I remember the first comment I read from a member and it was like Boy, ever since I've been, my wife and I, they each went on, got their separate profiles, been on this site. He said, I cannot tell you our relationship sexually went from here to here. In one year, he's like, it's like a completely different relationship. I get goosebumps again. And I remember yeah. it was like the first comments that I had gotten from members after we'd spent all the time building it and creating the brands to come on and support us in the early beginnings. And I just sat on my balcony and cried. I was like, okay, my work is done. I helped one couple. I mean, not done, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, it, it's working. Yeah, you felt you know? fulfilled. I felt so fulfilled. You made a difference. I totally Every get it. single person that we make a difference matters, you know, yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And we've had many, many more comments and support um, from members and channels since then. So it's been a very rewarding year and a half getting to this point. So we're really super excited about the future and collaborating with amazing people like yourself. 
So wonderful. Music to my ears. Very excited. So many ideas popped in. So many people popped into my mind as you were talking. I'm just really excited. Now let's go. Let's. So I got the anonymity, but let's underline it. Yeah. You know, let's really like it, like for some people or for maybe everybody, I don't know if I can make the prescription. Sometimes I hate to like say everyone needs this, but everyone might need this because the nature of sexuality is so personal. It's so riddled with shame. Mm -hmm. It's so, um, for most people, private. And sometimes painful for some people. Yes, and pain goes without saying. Do you know, I just, I'm just going to say this to you. So you, I just, I turned 73 a couple months ago and um, I, in the 72nd cycle around the sun, I got in touch with a flashback of an abuse that I had been looking for with a micro, you know, like under yeah. a microscope for my entire life. And wow. never ever what, did I get, like I would get close. I, I would ask, when everyone was alive in my family, you know, like I asked a million questions. Why am I so angry? What happened to me? And no one knew and no one told and no one said. And my partner, was making love to me in some time in that 72nd year. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to say it happened maybe six months ago. So it, well, it's pretty relatively new. Yeah. I finally saw it. Wow. And so, you know, and Powerful. so I had a pain in me for all these years where I resembled an adult child of an alcoholic. I resembled an adult child of, you know, something else of sexual abuse. I tried getting in groups. They would say to me, you know, were your parents alcoholics? No. Were your parents this? No. Did some, do you have a memory of a set? No, 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 no. So even just the pain of carrying around the anger yeah. about something I didn't know why I was angry. Right. Going to therapy after therapy or finally finding my way into transformation because I had to get to the bottom of me. The causation. And so I, you know, I made peace with my anger. I'm not angry. I made peace with everything. And then I'm, I'm in a relationship where I'm so loved and there's so much permission Mm. both ways. And there's so much acceptance that I don't, and, and so much giving, like I've never had somebody be so generous to me as a lover. And at some point, all of a sudden I was like, kind of in the void. Mm -hmm. And then I, saw something Mm -hmm. i didn't say anything (laughs) i said to him michael i had a vision what i said i had a flashback from when i was about a year and a half or two years old so and that you know i'm gonna say for me it's not as painful as somebody who like some people i know who really know what happened right they were like more they were older when they got raped or they we're forced into some sexual yeah. act by an older sister or brother, all these things. Yeah. Mine finally showed itself. And yeah. so I, I, the pain that people go through, mm-hmm. just yeah. try, just their little self hiding it or, yeah. their, or their bigger self hiding it or whatever, there's so much. Right, and then there's shame attached, not that there should be, 
But in so many cases, when you've been violated, the sh you, you internalize the shame on yourself. So of course, you're not going to want to back to the anonymity, publicly talk about something that you have feelings of shame over, even though you shouldn't feel ashamed. Exactly. Right? Yeah, we know that. We know Adults. we shouldn't feel ashamed. Perfectly well-integrated adults know that shame is not, we know shame is a real feeling, but it isn't really a real emotion. It's actually a cultural overlap. Mm -hmm. This is my definition. A yeah. cultural overlap to keep us in some form of control. Mm -hmm. So as not to embarrass mm -hmm. the powers that be, so as not to cause public opinion. Right. So as not to something. So shame isn't really, I don't, you know, animals put their tail between their leg for about two minutes. Right, and they're over it. If you show the dog, you know, a tennis ball, they don't have feel shame anymore, but a person yeah. isn't like that. They carry the, they carry the shame forever unless somebody helps them open the governor on that and let the steam out. Right. And, you know, it's not even just the pain though, because there are some things that maybe are private between just you and your significant other. Mm -hmm. We were talking about consent earlier. It might not be okay for me. I might need to talk about the subject and it involves him in my case, but how do I do that with a third party without him feeling like, well, I wasn't ready to share that right. about me with my, you know, and there's so, there's so many different ways that you can apply that, but basically we should be able to decide who we want to share stories anecdotes, healings, advice, or uh, problems in our sexuality with, right? So that anonymity provides us a way to ask the real questions that you always wanted to ask, right? But who did you ask? And in a like-minded community, so you could read people's profiles and say, let's say it was a lifestyle question and somebody's in, you know, swinging and considering and wondering and one spouse wants to another. So you go and please me and you, you meet some people and you see that they're in the lifestyle and they're in your age bracket and they're in your sexual preferences. And so you go, how did you do it your first time? And were you jealous? And did you have quite, you know, like now you can have those conversations, right? You know, it's like when you, when you, when you are an addict, do you go to your neighbor? Hey, could you recommend a good treatment center for me? No, you go online, you Google it, right? Because you want right. privacy and anonymity. And right. so I think the permission to have that is okay. It doesn't mean we're not sex positive because we want privacy as an individual I'm talking about. You know, sex no. positive is about having a positive outlook and relationship with sex, right? Yeah. Um, and so the goal is to get that to get sex positive and you could do that privately or publicly. We love you either way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So good. You've thought of a lot. It's really, really great. It's really, really great. Now, are you, are there other people in business with you? Do you have partners or, um, or did you I come have, up I have with investors? One? No, I, you know, honestly, I had a dream seven years ago in the middle of the night and the whole thing was a download, every single part of it. And nothing has changed. It's, I, I, it's built almost to scale. There's a few more additional things that need to be tweaked and added that were part of that original plan and that will be added. But, it, it, but in essence, it was, I don't even feel like I can claim it. Does that make sense? Like, I feel yeah. like, it's like here, I you can do this. 
Yeah. And I want you to be the one to do this. And I'm like, me, I'm like, what's my family going to think? What's my kids? I'm a single mom. They were younger. You know, I have a 22 year old, 13 year old. I mean, I can't tell anybody at the school what I'm doing. Don't tell her what your mother does at the school. You know, like just tell them you, she owns a tech company. That's all, you know? That's right. And I, so, yeah, it was, it was scary. It was scary. Yeah. And then I just decided after climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, I was going to leave my fear on the mountain and I couldn't forget about it. It kept nagging, nagging, nagging. And I had five years to think about it. And so, and then I just said, let's do it. And ever since then, it's been pedal to the metal. Make it happen. Beautiful. So listen, everybody, even if you didn't get anything we talked about before, you got to get this one. Your dreams are worth something. You yeah. should not give up on your dreams, even if you have to go to Mount Kilimanjaro to climb a mountain to get over yourself. Right. You have got to live your dreams if you want to have the most fulfilling life in the world. That's why I always say to you, you know, sex and happiness, they go hand in hand and Absolutely. one frees the other and builds upon the other. And this is, you are, Heather Montgomery is a true example of this. Oh, <laughs> and you want to hear what's how aligned you and I really are is that our slogan is increasing the world's happiness quotient through improving yourself. You know what I mean? It's just, that's our goal. We tell people, what's your goal? Increasing the world's happiness quotient. Listen. Because sex equates to good sex equates to happiness partially. I wrote this book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. I started writing this book almost 20 years ago. Wow. I published it in 2007. Yay. It's in its third edition or whatever. And now I teach a whole course on it, The Sex and Happiness Journey. Um, I didn't know that these were the two most Googled words. Interesting. On the planet. And my show used to be called Tantra Cafe, what I said to you earlier. Yeah. And um when I changed stations for the third time, the owner of the station that I podcast for, for forever now said to me, I said, I'm bored with Tantra. <laughs> if one more person tells me that their favorite practice is eye gazing, like I, I heard that already a hundred times, like it's making me sick. <laughs> he said to me, why don't you change the name of your show? Let's call it sex and happiness. He was my like mentor. And, yeah. um, we changed the name of the show. Yeah. And like, then he said to me, by the way, those two words mm -hmm. are the most Googled searched for words in the whole entire world. Wow. And I, I just, so now I, instead of trying to explain Tantra to people, I say I'm a sex and happiness coach. Perfect. You and know? it's so true. And you're increasing the world's happiness. Well, you through are. people like you, though, here's the thing. I'm not the thought leader. <laughs> I'm becoming yeah. one, but I wasn't the original, you know, like I just, yeah, you made oh, the I, wanted to, I wanted to hear from all the people that could help me in that area of my life where I wasn't happy with my sex. Yeah. Most people are not. It was a, it was a thorn in my side, not a, a, a quiver in my, you know, <laughs> yes. arsenal. And, yes. and you know, it was my Achilles heel and, you know, there was always Achilles ready to get, you know, and so, I love this. yeah, it's so I true. And it's this. so funny because you say those are the two most search words and we were talking to a marketing person and there's so much censorship now. And I'm like, well, let's name the next blog love and chocolate. 
<laughs> because you know, like chocolate is supposed yeah. to have the same effects as yeah. sex and love and happiness are kind of really cool, you know, so yeah. sex, sex and happiness and love and chocolate. That's you and I. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So let's see how do people, let's find out how people sign up. How do they, you know, yeah. if you're listening to this today or tomorrow or whenever you, you downloaded this, what, uh, and you want to find out more because you heard yourself in these descriptions of us. Mm-hmm. You heard yourself as somebody who's like, yeah, I'm in pain or yeah, I need anonymity or yeah. Laurie's always talking about this and that. Yeah, I don't want to go to a workshop. I want to just like go, be at home. So how do people find please me and, and, uh, and, and if people want to connect with you, how do they do that? Like there's two questions. For sure. So please me.com with a Z. So it's P L E A Z E M E.com is the website and membership is free. So you sign up, you register for both brands and for individuals. Um, and so you sign up, you take the analysis, it gets, puts you in your world with like-minded members and gives you a feed on those topic channels I told you about earlier, the art of sex, the science of sex. And there we boost the posts from all of the amazing content providers inside the site. So we would post, you post an article, we boost that so that if they said Tantra was a, a something of interest to them or they're in the Tantra world, that article would be in their feed if they're following our channels, right? And so that helps them have something to connect with when they get there. It's, you don't have to make a friend. You can literally just follow all the channels that you're interested in. You never um, have to. You never have to if you don't want to. But if you do want to, you can make friends. But people comment on the posts and on the articles and you can chime in there, you know, in the public forum because you're anonymous. Um, and so- That's it, great. Yeah. And so that that's what I would say is, one of the best ways to support the whole mission is to get on and get a platform and start figuring out what pleases you and how to communicate that with your potential partners, right? And understand Duh. your core values around sexuality and your beliefs around sexuality. And are they still serving you today? Because some beliefs are good when they're there at a certain time and then they no longer serve us in our journey, right? And then the more voices <clears throat> that are on there sharing their stories and and letting other people know about the platform, the more power it creates in our lives and in the world and in the lives of those around us. And so that's one huge way. Um, we also have a, an I Fund Women crowdfunding campaign that we started, uh, I think two and a half months ago, where people can buy rewards packages and get cute little things with it. And, and it's difficult for women to raise capital. And it's really difficult for women to raise capital in tech. And it's extremely difficult <laughs> for women to raise capital in the adult and then tech and then business. And I don't say that. Great, I have somebody I'm referring to you. Yeah, I don't say that to, you know, we just, we found multiple different ways to, to help support the mission. So if you're really passionate about this subject matter and you wanna be able to help people, Go to ifundwomen.com forward slash projects forward slash please me. I'll send you the links if you put them in your show note. Um, I will. And, and either buy a package or donate or share it. Share it on your social media. If you don't have money, share the campaign. Beautiful. Those are three things that people can do to support us um, and to support themselves and not feel alone in this sexual journey and love journey of life. So, yeah. Beautiful. 
Heather Montgomery, thank you so much for being my guest. Yeah, I mean, what an extraordinary me. guest. I mean, I'm like, you know, my mouth is open. Oh. <laughs> I'll and do it with you. And thank you, Dr. Martha Tara Lee. Yay. My friend, my friend Michael calls you Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Like, oh my goodness, you uh, made a great connection oh. with with we two. And um and I want everybody to tune in next time when I'll have another amazing guest. I never know how amazing until we're actually sitting here doing it. Yeah. Well, I want to also invite your listeners. We're going to be interviewing you on Face to Face on Please Me, which is me interviewing the innovators yeah. and educators of sexual wellness and pleasure. So they'll have another opportunity to see you being interviewed. I They're probably that. just used to you being the interviewee. So that might be a nice little treat they, for them too. They get both, you know, cause okay. you know, I've been around for a while, but I, okay. I'm, I, I'm really excited about this. I'm really, really Yay. excited about this. All right. So thank you everybody. Thank you for being my loyal listeners. And you should have gotten an earful today and eyeful today. Uh, for a way for you to grow, for a way for you to get satisfaction, for a way for you to get pleasure on your terms. Mm -hmm. And that's like, like, I feel like one of your taglines should be on your terms. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I love that. That's great. I'll tell the team. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much, Heather. Thank you to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.